I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hey guys, okay, quick preface before we begin, this episode with the founder of Creative Visions, Kathy Eldon, is one of the most profound and life-transforming interviews and even moments of our lives that we've ever experienced, so we highly encourage that you listen, but we also ask for your compassion as this was one of the first episodes that Allie and I had recorded, and since we are just not the most tech-savvy, the sound quality was fairly poor but luckily our wonderful sound producer Dean worked his magic to resurrect it so you can enjoy and hear the words and wisdom of Kathy Eldon I know this will be life transforming for you so please enjoy and thank you so much Hello, magical friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra, and welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. Now let the magic begin. If things are not really in alignment with who you really are, in this knowingness of you, mm-hmm. then what can you do to realize? What can you do to create a life that is more in integrity with, with who you are? 
And we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why it has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice. Mmm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice that seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product, so Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase, so go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com, code MAGIC. Also a part of our healthy morning routine is to take our Hum Nutrition Vitamin Beauty Supplements. I swear, my digestion has never been so smooth since taking Hum's Flatter Me and Gut Instinct Supplements daily. And my skin has never been so clear since taking their daily cleanse tablets. Hum Nutrition Supplements are sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and preservatives. We'll share our story on how Hum has healed us and mention our special Hum giveaway for you later in the show. Also, Hum is giving our listeners 20% off. Just go to humnutrition.com and check out with the promo code MAGIC. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. The link is in our show notes. Kathy Eldon is a writer, motivational speaker, filmmaker, journalist, and creative activist. She is the founder of Creative Visions, a foundation for artists, dreamers, visionaries, and doers, activists who want to change the world for the better. And she has changed thousands of lives and touched the hearts of many through her inspirational talks, books, and empowering foundation. We are so honored to have you here today, Kathy. Well, it was fun meeting one of you a while ago, and I'm just thrilled to be here to be able to talk to you and whomever might be listening. Yes, I first heard you speak in Malibu two years ago at Sifari. It was such an aliveness, and it was honestly such a pivotal moment in my life to experience how you inspire people to live their truth with such a loving impact. And when I interviewed you at Creative Visions in Malibu a few years ago, it was amazing to see someone who is of such massive service to the world really empower every person you meet. Like, I just appreciate that you always take the time to honor each person in front of you with so much kindness. Um, Thank you. You know, that's the fun part of my job. Um, That's, you know, I think what happens with me is I actually see, I see people inside themselves and what they really are longing to do. And I don't know why I see that, but I see potential and I see possibility and I see the, the reality of that possibility. And, and then I think people get that I see that. And so we're already way ahead in our, in our, in our friendship. Oh, they're <laughs> drawn to your light, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Gosh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thank you. I, I don't even, it, it's funny because you always think you're just exactly like everybody else. And it always sort of startles me when people say that there's something slightly different. So I would like to figure out how, if, if, if my, what I perceive as normal and if it's, it's useful, then why can't we all be able to see potential and possibility in others? So maybe that's something we could talk about because when you see that, you don't see the other stuff. You don't see the masks or the labels and, 
and you don't have resistance to who that person is. Yes, it's you're looking into the core of another person and speaking to the love inside of them and bringing that out. And I just so honor and experience that with you. So I think that's how the world changes is when we look to each other and we speak to the love inside. Well, that, that's sort of the, the core of the concept of namaste, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the God in me salutes the God in you. And when you can see another human being as a kind of light force, God force, and I don't know, I, I, I always have such difficulty with labeling people as, like, sex offenders or murderers or whatever as yeah. being evil because something happened to them. You know, something, nobody's born evil. And something happens to us along the way and shifts our gears. But I feel that everybody is redeemable. And, yeah, that's another whole conversation. But, <laughs> yes, yes. Right, yeah. Just, some people do lose touch with whatever might end up happening. But you do really look into their soul and their spirit. And that's one thing that we're just drawn to you. And I love the idea that what's not love is merely a call for love and a call for healing. And I just think that you are a true alchemist of your own life. You transform even the most tragic situation into an intention to be a force of good in the world. And your story is just so life-changing and powerful to hear. And I think that it really transforms people's lives when they hear it. So would you mind sharing some of your story with our listeners? Yeah, um, I think that the the sort of ordinariness of of my life uh, growing up, I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I grew up in, you know, in a town that was surrounded by cornfields, and a really wonderful family that believed in um, connecting with the world outside, and that was difficult being in Cedar Rapids, but my parents introduced foreign students into our family, and they joined the United Nations Foundation, which was really a big deal in those days. And I learned German at nine uh, in classes, and then they sent me to classes in French and sort of seventh grade. So there was always this outward looking and mm-hmm. awareness of the other as something that was really quite interesting, you know, not, not as a sort of scary immigrant, bad, whatever that we seem to be perpetrating today. I was lucky to be an American field service student in South Africa at the age of 16, and I went from cold, cold Iowa to uh, South Africa uh, sort of overnight um, in January of my junior year, and I learned Afrikaans, which is a, a Dutch sort of wow. derivative language. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow, that is a difficult language to learn. That's impressive. At 16? I was 16. Wow. And I was in Afrikaans. And I was living in the middle of, you know, the, really the most apartheid-friendly uh, place in, in the country. And apartheid was, of course, the political situ- a, a structure that separates black people from white people and mm. colored people from black people from white people. And it's really just the worst possible thing you can imagine. But the people who I was with, who were the Boer kids, they were not bad people. They were brainwashed to believe that God wanted apartheid. And so mm-hmm. they thought they were serving their God in a really good way. And I couldn't meet them, but I couldn't agree with them politically at all. But, wow. but, I, but on a day-to-day basis, I love them very much. And I, again, I'm looking at where we are right now in America, where nobody seems to be able to listen to anybody who doesn't have exactly the same opinion. And we're in these echo chambers of some hatred and, and, and prejudice, which is heartbreaking. It is, and I think that what you're saying is so powerful because it's it 
the truth is found not when we all agree, but when we all bring our truth to the situation and then we can find the much deeper layer of love and of connection and belonging. Well, I love that word you used just now, connection. And we just recently finished a film called The Journey is the Destination, which is now available on VOD, and, and it's already being premiered soon. But the, the key phrase that moves me out of that film, which is really about my son Dan, uh, is the word, the phrase connection is the solution to the problems. Mm. And ultimately, whatever the problem is, if you can connect to, to the issue, if you can connect to one another and to solutions, we really have a fighting chance of, of shifting things. But often we're not connecting with one another. Yeah, and connection is why we're here, to be connected to ourselves and connected to others. And I was so excited to hear that there's a feature film coming out about Dan because I think that just everything that he represents in your story with him is so powerful and life-changing. And I was wondering when we'll be able to see that film. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting for me because when Dan, my son was a young photojournalist who was actually a, an artist, he was an adventurer, he was an explorer. He loved people, he loved activating people around issues and ideas. He led a group of 15 kids across Africa when he was 19 years old, including Christopher Nolan, the director now of Dunkirk, um, and a whole load of sort of really unlikely kids who all turned out very, very well. But they all went back to college, and he kind of carried on dipping in and out of colleges, but ended up at the age of 19 as the youngest photojournalist, 21, excuse me, uh, as the youngest photojournalist for Reuters News Agency. Wow, that is so <laughs> impressive. I was very proud of him because I've been a journalist yeah. in Kenya. But he wrote the story of a terrible famine that was killing tens of thousands of people. And because of the story, which went around the world, um, uh, President uh, Clinton instituted Operation Restore Hope and brought in aid from around the world that saved the lives of ultimately millions of people. So he was totally hooked on the power of story to really ignite off action. And he went back for the next year, and it was a sent back by writers to tell the story of the, the end of the famine, but then the, unfortunately the country spiraled into a horrible civil war. And um, tragically, he and three other young journalists were stoned to death by a mob of just completely misunderstanding that they were there to help and to tell the story. And the people were so enraged by what had happened and radicalized that they killed the journalists. And this happened in 1993? It did, and it was so the end of my life as I knew it. And yeah. I just knew that I would never, ever be happy again. And for me, the only way that I could survive what had happened was to transform it. And almost immediately, um, Amy and I, my daughter, who was then 19, sort of plunged into creating uh, projects that were around uh, the issue of journalists at risk. And Amy, who was uh, just a, a junior at Boston University, senior at Boston University, did created a concept for a film called Dying to Tell the Story. That, and she was, the film was taken up by Turner Broadcasting, and she traveled the world interviewing frontline journalists about the, the work that they do and what that work does to them. And that became the beginning of a career in film for Amy and me. Um, it was documentary film at the time, but my biggest dream, and I actually moved to Hollywood to try to manifest this dream, 
was to make a feature film about Dan and his friends that would yes. ignite a global movement of people to believe they had a role to play in changing the world around us. I cannot wait to see this film. I am so inspired by the fact that you turned this tragedy into something of, uh, it's a movement that you have created. And we'd love to talk about your movement, Creative Visions, that has worked with thousands of creative artists all over the world, and you're just supporting their work. What are some of the projects that you and the foundation are currently involved in and that you are just so excited about? So one project is on Lyme disease. And it's a young woman director who was very aware of the impact of Lyme disease on communities and really on our country now. So we've been helping nurture her as she does the hard job of of raising money and and resources around the film. Um, That project is moving ahead beautifully. There's another one, Emily Rose Mature, and Emily is um, doing a project called Convergence, and it's a dystopian novel about what an environmental something. And it's a really kind of cool, uh, art-driven project that we absolutely love. And, and just a reminder that Creative Visions, which is our organization, is inspired, it's all about the concept of inspired stories, ignite action. Yes. So we work with art, music, dance, drama, film, individuals who are, have really something important to say, you know, a, a solution to a problem, let's say. And we help them be very successful uh, by collaborating with them, bringing in um, we call them social uh, service grants. Rather, unfortunately, we don't have money to give away right now, but we, we surround our individuals with help and resources and ideas and uh, the people, mentors who can help them be successful. And that's actually one of the projects um, is the Creative Activist Program, which has helped about 260 projects and productions. We offer fiscal sponsorship, which means that if you've got a really cool idea and you need a 501c3 status, which means people can contribute to the idea, could contribute money, and get a tax deduction, we can potentially help you with that. And we also have a curriculum called Rock Your World, which is um, touched more, more than a million young people on this educational poem curriculum around the Declaration of Human Rights. Yes. Ali is smiling from ear to ear. She loves yes, this project. I, I love Rock Your World because I think that going back to the beginning of what you said with speaking to the loving people and seeing into the core of them and the love in them. It's so important with youth. And I think there's a lot of um, autopilot happening in schools where it's like you go, you show up, you wait for the day to be done. But this is challenging kids to really care about something and come up with their own ways to heal the world. And so you're inspiring people to really live their truth and heal the world through this. And so I just love this project <laughs> so much. So it's all about getting off your backside and doing something is the way I talk about it. Yeah, and honestly, I think it one of your other powerful messages is igniting social change through creativity. And so I love that you speak about the power of media to create change. And in a world where we spend a lot of our time connecting mainly virtually, how do you think we can use this technology as a tool for empowerment and love? Um, I'm sorry, which aspect of it? Do you mean creative actors? I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand the question. Yeah, just in terms of media, um, people igniting social change through their creativity because there's so many different types of creative activists and I think that media is a huge part of the world today. Um, And so how do you feel that it can positively impact people's lives if used in the right way? Well, I think if we look at 
how media impacts our lives when it's used in the ordinary way, which is children seeing something like 200,000 acts of violence before they're 16 years old, you know, in media, I think that's accurate. And, and the, um, the snarkiness that they're witnessing and the, the mean behavior and, and bullying behavior in film and the violence and we know what that means, so we know mm-hmm. that it's powerful. So just imagine if we have positive role models and, and opportunities to see people seeking solutions rather than blowing each other out. I actually feel like even as Wonder Woman, which I actually haven't seen, but... What? It's such a great movie, you must see it. It's such a great movie, <laughs> I know, but is there no way that Wonder Woman could be really crafty and smart and use her words? <laughs> I just wonder, I love that she's brave and strong and can fight back, but, but I just thought it would be very cool at a certain point that she, she could be rather clever and tricky and, and use language or yeah i think it's a step towards the direction that we want to go in but again it's not necessarily there because of the level of violence and i and i agree with that i think that when you have an intention that is much bigger than you it is completely different than using what is necessarily easy um like violence or like the physical body when we're so much more than that but yeah women are so clever you know it's like surely they could figure out a way that every now and again well, you are actually a Wonder Woman in your own way, because um, sometimes, sometimes when we look at all of everything that is happening in this world, the level of tragedy and suffering, it's just so overwhelming. And so we're just curious, actually, how do you stay so motivated and have faith in your own ability to create change? I actually had this conversation about five minutes ago with a guy named Yossi Sargent. And Yossi, he was the guy who commissioned and really created that hope poster with um, the artist, uh, Shepard Ferry. And Yossi is doing amazing work, and he's, he's going to be creating a, a real activist arts and arts fair in, uh, around the Women's March period. In September, I mean, excuse me, January. And Yossi and I were talking about this very subject because I said, every day I'm really overwhelmed with challenges or awareness of challenges. And I get two, you know, I was I get two newspapers a day. All of our projects are dealing with challenges. Yeah. Uh, one of our young filmmakers was just arrested in uh, Algeria recently. Really? So, what was he doing? Yeah, she was doing a film on how Moroccan, how people get immigrants get stuck in Morocco, and they're people who come up from across Africa and they're trying to cross over and get into Europe, and they get stuck in refugee camps in Morocco, or you know, in and around that area. And she was in Algeria, and they arrested her because she had a tourist visa, and she was filming, and they said she was a spy, and she was doing terrible things. You know, it was just horrifying. But no, so when did this happen? About a month ago. About a month ago, she out. out, okay. She got out, but they said she would have a five-year sentence, and it was, you know, no. or had water for days, and it was just, it was awful. And, you know, just think of the trauma that 
she's experiencing on a daily basis during the film that she's doing. And we have so many people like that who are, you know, really witnessing the, the worst of, of humanity. So mm. I get to kind of watch from a little bit higher up all this stuff going on. And then right now it feels like we're bombarded with hurricanes and earthquakes and climate change and the rising ocean and, you know, refugees. And, and it's really hard to try to feel optimistic. Yeah. But I think ultimately we as human beings, uh, we really can shift things, but it's going to require a shift in consciousness in this global population. And I've always felt, golly, is it going to be that there's a meteorite that comes and strikes the earth? You know, is it, is it going to be cataclysmic that we will all come together as one global tribe? Or is there a way that we can, through media, through the arts, through storytelling, through collaborating, through connecting, through marching, through resisting, through persisting, mm. through whatever it is, is there a way that we can shift consciousness on this earth and make the choices that are going to save us? And I guess at this stage, I have to believe that or I wouldn't come to work every day, you know? Wow. I, I do believe it and I have to believe it because I want a future for my children and my grandchildren. Yeah, I have chills right now hearing this. Yeah. I agree. And when you recognize all this tragedy, like how do you stay so centered and balanced in living from this place of love, even though every single day you hear about all of the hardships that people are going through in different parts of the world because you are the head of so many different projects. So you get to see from a bigger, broader perspective of all the different hardships that you still live from a place of love. And how do you feel fear and how do you process it? Well, that's beautiful. I mean, what a beautiful question. I think that exactly what fuels me is this for conversations like this, um, mm-hmm. being with people like you. Yeah. I always say I don't know any jerks. And <laughs> the people who come through this Dan Eldon Center for Creative Activism, you know, Creative Visions, and we're based in, in this beautiful place in Malibu. We're all over the world and our sort of tentacles are reaching around the world, but I'm in a very beautiful place and I'm very blessed because, boy, we've been in a lot of other places over, over my lifetime. But every day I am fueled by the conversations that I have with people who are have a vision, have a dream, have an idea, have a belief that they, are, they, they can do more, be more, feel more, love more, experience more in the world. And, and if I can see that, if it's just that spark, and I get to have a blow on it, that I get, I'm a beneficiary, you know, I'm the one who gets the kind of, like, whoa, that there's a kind of blow. <laughs> yes. And that's fun. And if, if I had to go to a, you know, a place that I didn't really want to go to and do a job I didn't really want to do, it would be harder for me to be this person that I that I can be because I, I really get to do what I love. I've never really been employed, and I've, I've lived on beans and rice and lentils and, you know, which sounds really good. <laughs> it's not necessarily a choice. So it's been a long journey, but I, I did choose a life of, that I wanted to create the life of my choice. And I didn't mm-hmm. know that language when I was doing it, but it was just kind of happened. And then I wrote a book called In the Heart of Life, which yes. showed me what happened when I made that choice to, to live the life of my choice. You know, it's funny because when I interviewed you, um, you actually handed me that book and I sat down just to kind of read the first part of it and I ended up reading the entire thing in your office that very same day. What? I did. It was amazing. I mean, it 
honestly, it's a very life-changing book. So for everyone She's a fast reader. Yeah. She reads, like, a book a day. Really fast It took me 16 years to read it, and you read it in five hours. That's really good. <laughs> it, it, was, I, it was one of those things where you just can't stop because I could feel my heart and my brain expanding. And one of the concepts that I loved in it was this idea of thriving in life and not just surviving. And a huge part of the world seems to be, you know, just now waking up or... Um, not fully there and it seems more important now than ever for people to just wake up and join the dance of life and find connection and make this positive impact so what would you say to someone who may feel lost or like they're floating I think that, that people dancing even the concept of to dance Dan, Dan my son said it's dangerous and hazardous not to dance you know in Africa he said wow. um, and I think there was a quote at his memorial service I I really was so sad, but I remember he had given me um, a, a tape by Cat Stevens when I was at my saddest, and I left you know a lot in my life, and he was very worried about me, and he gave me this this tape, uh, and it was you know basically you're only dancing us on this earth for a short time, that you want it to last forever, you know it never will, you know it never will, and I said I. I, you know, dance time on this earth was very, time to dance on, on this earth was very short indeed, but I believe if you were here, you'd say you choose your dance, you dance it loudly, you dance it proudly, you dance it with incredible creativity and joy, and most of all, you dance your dance with love. <laughs> wow, I have chills right now, I want to just get up and dance, Yay, and tears in my eyes. I love that. Wow. Uh, to, to the idea of you getting up and dancing, but yeah, I think... It's, it's really, again, it's a metaphor for, you know, how are you going to dance your dance? Is it, mm. it going to be on the sidelines? And that's okay. You know, you can dance quietly, on, but, but, but do it. You know, just go for it. Choose your dance and you dance it, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Just start yeah. somewhere and start dancing with an open heart. And I also, I remember one of the things you said in your speech in Malibu was about people tapping into their inner light. And mm. so... I would love to hear if you have any advice for our listeners on some ways that you tap into your inner light or that they could. Well, that's a really beautiful, another beautiful question. Um, I love this conversation because it's taking me off script, you know, because I sort of have a script that I talk about. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> you haven't let me be on my script once, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> but this is... Um, you know, we talk about inner light, and that's amazing. There's also that inner voice, and it is, in this world, particularly, I think, hard to hear. And uh, it was hard enough when we just had television and, and books or magazines or newspapers or whatever. But now, when every second, when you go to the bathroom, you know, when you're doing anything, you're cooking, whatever, um, but any time we have... I have my iPhone in my hand and I am, you know, compulsively reading about politics or whatever I am doing, my inner voice does not have an opportunity to speak to me. And every now and again, I will literally go into, I have this sort of closety area that's really, really dark, and I will go in there and I will sit on the floor and I will just listen. And whether you want to call it channeling or, you know, intuition or sixth sense or whatever, yeah. it's there. It's, it's there. there. Yeah, let's start talking to you. What do you think? 
You are you are channeling right now. In fact, we're actually curious what if you have any morning rituals or uh, processes and prayers or are you setting intentions that you make in order to tap into that inner light. Well, I, I really love that you're asking that because I know this morning I woke up with the intention of returning to that intention. I used to wow. uh, everyday journal and I have scores of journals with just like these desperate pleas to whatever gods, angels, uh, guides that might be around me because I knew what I needed to do and I had to do in this world. And yes. Write that book and I had to make the film and I had to create creative visions and I had to I had to do certain things that were on my whatever. I just knew I had to do those things. And everything was so flipping hard and impossible. And it was like a constant imploring, like, please, please help, you know, whatever, wherever you are, you angels, God. Um, and, and out of those journals came visions and dreams and intentions and, and honestly, I drew pictures of what I wanted to create. And many years later, this building that we're in in Malibu, which is the old American apparel at the top, it is the building that I drew in 1990. It's, it's <gasps> that I woke up with a vision. Wow. It's the logo that I dream, you know. Wow. But that was a time of great stillness in my life because I left everything and I was really alone and I was really in a very deep space. So now, in my busyness, Mm -hmm. um, I don't allow that. And this morning I woke up and I said, I have to write for, you know, several minutes and just allow that inner voice to, to work again. So yes, here's what I would like to think that I would do, which is to get up, you know, go downstairs to my quiet space and write for a while so that, that that other part of me, that inner voice, could be heard. And then, then yes. create a space where there can be light. <laughs> it's so interesting that that happened today and you haven't done it in a while and we're talking about it. I think that that's a sign that maybe it should be incorporated because you clearly come up with magical ideas and you have the most creative visions that come into fruition. Thank you. So you're doing the world's service, but every time you go down and journal. I really don't grab my, uh, you know, I like these big black journals, big, big ones, because then you can have big dreams and big pictures. Yeah. Uh, show notes for everyone yeah. too yeah I mean they're probably like a dollar fifty on um, uh, on wonderful a dollar fifty yeah. that's so a pretty good investment exactly yes <laughs> I, I can recommend them that particular one Yes, and a very life-changing perspective that you have with what you just said, too, is the way that you process grief and loss and journey to yourself. I remember in an interview you said, out of the intensity of pain and loss can truly come the greatest of gifts. And so 
I love the idea of getting out of your own way and removing those blocks so that love can just pour into your heart. Well, that brings me to forgiveness because I think that um, many of us are so burdened by resentment and anger and old grievances and and feeling lesser because somebody is more. And for me, um, I think I really came into my own when I was able to release the whole concept of the Somalis killing my, my son. And that mm-hmm. took a long time and it was, a, it was not instant, mm-hmm. but I do recommend it. And I know that's really a sensitive subject for some people who just say, I, will, I, can, I can, you know, overcome it, but I can't forgive. But I do recommend that as an intention. Mm. It releases a lot of energy. Forgiveness releases energy. I love that. And then you're creating space for so much more to come through. And then you took it and channeled it and created this big, beautiful life of really helping other people and lifting them up to their highest image. And I want to ask if every person in the world could tune in and listen to you right now, what are two of the most important messages that you would share? The first is really know thyself and that's that's left over from the, the oracle of Delphi it's mm-hmm. um, it was on the wall um, I think it was maybe 180 or I, I must be more accurate but that I visited Delphi many years ago and I was profoundly moved by the concept of know thyself you know really know who you are and then it was added many years later, but to thy own self be true. And be yeah. who you really are. Know, know that person and then allow yourself to be that person. And then the other thing on that one is know that you, you can create a life that you want to live. It's, it's not necessarily overnight, but if things are not really in alignment with who you really are, in this knowingness of you, mm-hmm. then what can you do to realign? What can you do to create a life that is more in integrity with, with who you are? And the more, I think I think depression is, you know, you're going one way and your soul is saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm over here, you know, can we please go this way? And that gap between where you're headed and where your soul wants to go, that is for me often depression it's like something terribly wrong here wow. and it takes incredible courage and God gumption and determination to try to get those to an alignment and yes. I'm not saying any of it's easy but it's worth making the effort <sighs> Mic drop. Kathy, that was so <laughs> powerful. And I that really resonated to my deepest core right now. So thank you for relaying that message. I think that the world tuning in, that's exactly what they needed to hear right now. So that was beautiful. Well, you got me off script, but thank you so much, Ali. I really love being with you. And can't wait to see you again right here at the Dan Allen Center. And yes, and please download The Journey is the Destination on iTunes, uh, VOD of any kind, 
And, and also there's a new book called The Journey of the Destination, which Quaker Mandela wrote the foreword. It's a beautiful collection of Dan's yes. work. I'd be so happy to have people kind of be inspired by this crazy, noisy spirit who inspires me every day. Yes, we're going to put all of that in the show notes. We can't, and I can't wait to read it. Also, we do have one last question that we ask all our interviewees. Do you have time for it? Sure. Oh, wonderful. How would you advise people to create their own magic? For me, yes. the way that I guess I create create the magic is to create the vision of the magic. And our organization is called Creative Visions. So yes. I envision what it is that I want to create and I talk about it. I'm not one of those, so I don't want to talk about it because somebody might get the idea or it's bad luck. I'm the other way around. It's like, yeah, everybody, I want you all to know exactly, exactly what I'm going to create. And I draw it and I paint it and I, I think about it and then I imagine what it's like to be in it and eat it or drink it or, you know, taste it. I, I really do think about that. And then, then you have to be open. It's like, this is something better. You know, you put it out to the universe um, and this is something better. And then you stay awake because sometimes you're so attuned to the, you know, what you want to be exactly the way you want it that you miss the opportunity for something to lead to something else to something else and magic isn't just like poof it's mm-hmm. like it's like a, a, a perception it's like a, an awareness and it's like a, that you're watching for the magic to happen you're watching for something like a, a, a chance it's been a synchro destiny um, Deepak Chopra calls it synchro destiny watch for synchronicity Watch for opportunity. Be open to people. Be open to ideas. Be open to to the magic, you know, and and put out as much joy as you can. Because I think magic comes a little more easily when you are in a receptive state, and that's hard when we're depressed and mm-hmm. so hard. But know that your life is going to change, and know that you're not staying in that space. Know that th- this too shall pass. And sometimes we think this is it, man. I'm in this forever. But something is going to shift, <laughs> and you know. And let's just move towards the light, whether mm. it's the inner light or the outside light. Well, there are truly no words to convey the power of each message that you share. And I think it's because, like you were saying, you are so present for every moment, every synchronicity, and every being in front of you. And so we honor you and are so, so grateful to have you on here today. And I really hope everyone gets to hear this because there's so much gold in this interview and hearing you speak. And it's like medicine for the spirit. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. Can't wait to see you for real. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Kathy. Such a pleasure. Namaste. 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 (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mantra. Thank you and have a magical day.